my name is Volker Kruger and I have uh, Tondeka Panza also from Van Verden Duffy here with me to talk about employers' liability for their employees' actions online. Something that uh, obviously happens a lot these days that employees have to spend time online to do their work. Now, obviously, they might do some uh, inappropriate things online. And now the big question is, can the employers be held vicariously liable for their employees' actions? Uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Tandeka. Thank you for having me here, Volker. Good day to you and to the listeners at home. Yeah, I see that you looked into um, other parts of the world, I think the UK specifically, and, and maybe you can first touch on that. How do they deal with companies' liabilities or employers' liabilities over there in the UK? According to your information, obviously we're not experts for the UK. And then maybe also touch on the uh, position here in South Africa, but let's start with the UK. What, what did you manage to find out there? Volker, I think the position in the UK is better described by a scenario or a case rather that was before the courts in the UK. Uh, in this matter, we have a matter where Mr. Andrew Skelton, who was employed as a senior IT auditor for a company by the name of Morrison's, he was arrested and he was charged with an offence under the Computer Misuse Act and what is also known as the Data Protection Act in the, U in the UK. Now, basically, what Skelton had done is he had posted a file containing personal information of 99,000 employees of the defendant being the employer on a file sharing website. Now, the employer, Morrison's, was later alerted to the disclosure and within a few hours, they had taken steps to ensure that the website of the personal information had been taken down. But however, claimants sought, sought the court to hold Morrison's being the employer vicariously liable under sections four, to four, uh, four subsection four of the DPA Act at common law for misuse of private information and for breach of confidence. Now, just for, for us who are not familiar with the laws of the UK, the said section reads as follows verbatim. Subject to subsection 27, it shall be the duty of the data controller to comply with the data protection principles in relation to all personal data with respect to which he is the data controller. So before the court was basically the question as who is the data controller in this context? And the judge in this matter continued to say that the DPA Act imposes liability on a data controller, not only for those breaches it has authorized or facilitated, but also for those it has neither facilitated nor authorized. And he further goes on to say that if a corporation or an individual in this context is to be liable for breaches which it is in no sense responsible for either authorizing or requiring same to be conducted, but which are committed by employees acting in contravention of its wishes, that liability may be established vicariously still, but not directly. And therefore, in his verdict, the judge rejected the argument that the DPA Act does not hold um, the employer being Morrison's vicariously liable in actions for misuse of private information or breach of confidentiality. So this is a case where we see that the courts did find the employer to be vicariously liable for the breaches of the employees. Okay. Uh, in South Africa, how do you think would the courts here deal with that? Well, I would argue that the position is quite similar in South Africa. Uh, let me first speak in relation to the Poppy Act. Now, we know that in, in 2013, um, South Africa enacted the Protection of Personal Information Act, also known as the Poppy Act, and it basically aims to protect personal data and holding liable parties responsible for breaching data protection provisions. Now, in terms of the Poppy Act, uh, 
the, the act says that the regulator may institute a civil action for damages in court having jurisdiction against a, reasonable, a, a responsible party rather for breach of any provisions of this act, whether or not there is intent or negligence on the part of the responsible party. Now, some um, legal academics in our country have argued that the term responsible party in terms of the act as defined by the act is undoubtedly a synonym for employer in our context. This is undisputably an accurate definition for responsible party, which rightly emulates the court's um, approach in the Morrison's case as discussed above. So from this perspective, employees remain vulnerable to lawyers who may exploit this new phenomenon to the detriment of employers' businesses. And another uh, statutory provision that we should take note of uh, with regards to vicarious liability is the schools, the, the, the schools Act, what is known as the Schools Act. Uh, there's a section in terms of Section 60 of the same act that says that the state is liable for any intellectual or contractual damage or loss caused as a result of any act or remission in connection with, with any school activity conducted by a public school. Although the act does not define any school activity, the term should be understood to extend to activities performed in cyberspace whether through social media accounts or emails. And accordingly, where there is no explicit statutory provision providing for vicarious liability, we would know that the common law doctrine of vicarious liability would apply. Now, understood in the context of cyberspace or this um, instance, this means that where an employee posts defamatory statements or hate speech through his social media account, which may give rise to intellectual claims in the course and scope of, of his employment, the employer can be held vicariously liable. So we would argue that the position in South Africa is very similar to that of the UK. Vicarious liability, for the sake of the listeners, as I understand it, is basically the faultless liability of an employer for the actions of his employee. So if you sue an employer for any, for example, delictual or other claim of uh, against the employee, it basically means that you don't have to prove that the employer was negligent or that uh, there was wrongful conduct on the side of the employer. The employer is automatically, just because he is the employer of the employee who, who, who was responsible for the unlawful action, liable for that action. Eh? So that's basically what vicarious liability uh, means, I, 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 would, uh, I would argue. So, uh, yeah, obviously this has far-reaching consequences for employers. Um, so, so... Yeah, that's basically um, the implications of the Poppy Act, which I think a lot of our listeners have heard of here in South Africa. Um, so, so according to you, the position is actually similar as the one uh, uh, that is followed in the UK based on that information that we have on that one case. Indeed so, Volker, I would argue so. Yeah. So so what advice, what uh, recommendations do you have for um for uh, employers and employees to minimize their exposure? What can they do? Just focus, just let me um, touch still on the Poppy Act. Um, it's also important that even in terms of the act way they say responsible party, uh, the, the interpretation carries with it harsh penalties in the form of a fine or imprisonment for a period not exceeding 10 years as provided by Section 107 of the Act. Um, so how this translates is that while a company may be fined, its responsible employee may still serve up to 10 years in prison on the same set of facts. Uh, so it's also very important to note that um, the, the, the company won't be, won't be 
um, um, penalized in isolation. Uh, the employee will still also face certain sanctions um, in line that the regulator may deem fit. Um, but yeah, in terms of recommendations that we would give for employers to uh, to minimize exposure, firstly, I think that they would have firstly have to consider researching customs practice by other companies or corporations in protecting personal and organizational data and regulating use of electron electronic facilities more especially at work. Uh, secondly, would also consider incorporating the findings of the same research and putting those findings in the code of conduct of the of the of the of the company. Um, thirdly, companies should consider monitoring any disruptive incoming and outgoing correspondences and behavior by employees and respond immediately thereto. However, we must remember that they should do so without violating the rights to the employee's privacy. Uh, I would also say that they should establish a culture of cybersecurity, a strict work-related use of electronic facilities by educating employees on the value of your company's data and the failure to utilize electronics for employment responsibilities. And lastly, I would argue that they should ensure strict adherence to provisions of the Poppy Act and other relevant provisions, providing recourse for these scenarios of vicarious liability. All right. So yeah, train your employees. Uh, make sure that you have a good IT manager or company that provides you with, with proper um, IT services to, to have a good firewall, etc. so that your systems can't be hacked because that might also lead to liability in terms of the Poppy Act. So, um, yeah, I think that's uh, good advice. Thank you, Tandika. Thank you, Holger. That's all we have uh, time for today. Remember, our email address is info at vvd.co.za. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, make sure that you tune in again next week, Wednesday, between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and then also on Friday evenings.